Um, but Thomas. Yep. Want to get into some spoiler talk for Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Of course, yeah. All right, let's do it. Do you remember what this episode was called? Oh, I should have known you were going to ask me this. I don't know. I did not look it up. It is a five-letter word, and it starts with T and ends with H. Truth. Well done. Wow. Well done. I guess it was just in the back of my mind somewhere that was quite as good. Yeah. That's 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 just some intelligence right there. Well done. Yeah. Uh, really let's talk about this. Before, just really quickly before we get uh, into it, yeah. I just randomly am on the visual effects for best Oscar. Uh, the shortlisted ones for this year that didn't make it, you'll be happy to know, are Birds of Prey. Uh, was Birds of Prey one of them? Didn't Bloodshot was also on the nominee. It was also on the shortlist. Yeah. I think I, I didn't think Birds of Prey was gonna get visual effects, but it was also shortlisted for makeup and hair, which I do think it deserved the nomination in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh or costumes. Mm. I really yeah. think it could have garnered one there. Yeah. Anyway, back to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Back to Falcon and Winter Soldier. So Sam and Bucky demand the shield from Walker. Really nice scene from Walker to kick it off. Mm. Um Walker is such a complex character and I kind of love it. Yeah, despite the name of the show being the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, to me the most interesting character of the series has been John Walker, which was very interesting because it's not something I expected going into it. I think the two most interesting characters are John Walker and Carly Morgenthau. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Because if I'm being completely honest, and I didn't expect this, but I'm kind of finding myself agreeing with Carly Morgenthau's ideas, not in the way that she's doing them. <laughs> yeah. But her her ideas, like kind of like what Sam said. Mm. I don't like how you're doing it, but I like what your ideas are. Mm. Um, like she had a really great line, like how many people have to die just for us to be citizens of the planet. I mean, it's a nice. They're they're really having time to develop the quote unquote villains, similar mm. to like Killmonger. That movie worked so well because it had such a strong villain. Yeah, some people agreed with, and in the end, Killmonger's ideas were what they ended up going with. Yeah, and Infinity War and Endgame obviously was Thanos. Thanos, yeah, worked. The MCU has really worked to make their villains the best, or almost the best parts of a lot of the films. And they didn't used to do that. They just like you know exactly with like Iron Monger. It's just basically I want to be like you. With Abomination, I want to be like you. Whiplash, I want to be like you. Red Skull, I want to be like you. Loki, I want to be like you. Yes. I, I could go on and on. It's yeah. it's just all people wanting to be like and jealous of like the main character. But this kind of takes that with John Walker wanting to be like Steve, but it goes way more complex. It, yeah, it goes way deeper because there is more time given to fleshing out his character. And Wyatt Russell is a very good actor so far. From what we've seen. Yeah, which is why the, it's like these MCU shows are working so well. Mm. And and this is why I think Star Wars should just kind of solely commit to TV shows and stop doing movies. Wow. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to it. But I mean I still the experience of going to see a Star Wars film at a cinema, that's a great experience. 
Right, but then it usually is like it. Then it's terrible when it's like a bad movie, like Rise of Skywalker. I didn't think it was that bad, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, okay. Well, I kind of thought it was awful, but wow. Okay, that's yeah. You know, uh, uh, if you enjoyed it, I'm I'm happy that you enjoyed it. I just unfortunately did not have the same experience. No. Okay. Okay. Um. But so Walker destroys Sam's wingsuit. Um. Bit of some iffy dialogue in the scene. The back and forths. Not good. Yeah, can I just say one thing I found really funny is whenever Sam tried to do anything, Walker would just just take him out of the fight. So this <laughs> fight almost exclusively really between Bucky and John Walker, which is something I just found funny. Well, they have the super soldiers here. Exactly. Sam Exactly. Um, but the fight does end with Sam and Bucky taking the shield and breaking John's arm. Um, Barnes finds Zemo in Sokovia and hands him over to the door Milage. Like, great scene, this. Yeah. Really, yeah. really well done. I mean, I, I said last episode that the last episode... No, yeah. Well, last episode of this show... Oh, God. Anyway, I said basically <laughs> that it would be the end of Zemo. Uh... I was wrong. There was one last scene, but now this is the end of Zemo, which is sort of sad in a way. He didn't get much to do, really. Um, but, you know, they're doing... Hopefully, they do other stuff with the character, and this is not just it, because I feel like that would be a waste of uh, a great character. And a great actor in Daniel Brühl. Yeah. Um, I do think, since the show does focus around Sam and Bucky, it just needed closure between him and Bucky, which we got. Hmm. Yeah, I appreciated that. Um, but, uh, so Walker in court is discharged and stripped of the role Captain America. So the world is now Captain America less. Hmm. Um, afterwards, Walker is approached by Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Also, I should have mentioned spoilers, but you guys already know that. Yeah. So this character, Thomas. It's from the comics. Yes. She's a double-crossing S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Okay. Who would make a lot of sense is going to be Madame Hydra. Okay. Which is a a major villain to, like, Captain America. She's such a... She's an amazing character. She's, like, a villain in, like, the Captain America world of, like, Winter Soldier... And mm. Falcon and Sharon Carter, who they all have to go up against. Okay. Similar to like Crossbones and that kind of realm of villain. Yeah. She's a I mean, brilliant character in the comics. Yeah, one thing, it was a bit odd just seeing her appear here. Uh, you know, but it was kind of cool to see her have such a presence over the uh, scene just without knowing who she is. But yeah, Julie Louis Dreyfus, right? Pardon? It was Julie Louis Dreyfus, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. Uh, but yeah, if there's a bit more comic background I'm missing there, it would make more sense that you know it's less of just oh that's a new character. I've heard some theories that she might be the power broker, although given another scene we we saw uh, yeah. earlier, uh, no later in the episode. I think it's almost confirmed that Sharon Carter is the power broker. Yeah, it's we, so we see her talking to Batrock. It's yeah, absolutely Sharon Carter. 
one hundred percent. No, no, it's I shouldn't say one hundred percent. Ninety percent positive. Mm. Um, but Contessa de Allegra de uh, Valentin, Jesus, Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, or Val. Um, she was so the char- This wasn't supposed to be the first time we see the character, so she's going to be in Black Widow. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. So she was supposed to first appear in Black Widow, which is a prequel, mm. and then in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So we just, we've kind of got the order reversed, which I think would have made this moment a lot more interesting based off of how we see her character in Black Widow. So now it'll be interesting to see her in Black Widow and then retroactively look back on the scene. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it's a credit to Marvel that they still managed to make this scene work despite not knowing who she was. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also just a testament to Julia Louis-Dreyfus's performance. Yeah. Uh, being able to portray who and what this character is and does. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, Sam leaves the damaged wing suit with Torres and visits Isaiah Bradley, and what a scene. Hmm. Yeah. He talks about all of the experimenting, which is fully comic accurate, which I appreciated. Um, and his grandson Isaac, who we who we see once again in here, uh, is uh, the um, the Patriot, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. who is part of the Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. So they're building up more towards that. But yeah. what a scene this was! Yeah, this is this is where, to me, the show that is best with these sort of character moments has a bit. I'm a bit mixed on other stuff, which I'll get to towards the end of the But this is where it is at. It is at its peak, this show, uh, with all the character development. And, you know, we get to see more of these of this world and we get to see these sort of themes come through. And that's just where the show has really excelled, in my opinion. It was not at all what I was expecting from the show. I thought, oh, it's going to be a bit more. It's going to be a spy thriller. But actually, it's got a lot more heart and a lot more depth than I was expecting, which is a great surprise. I think if this was a film, it would be like a spy thriller type thing. But because yeah. it's a TV show, there's way more time to develop everything. Mm. Which is, I really appreciate Because this is such a brilliant scene, brilliantly acted, brilliantly directed mm. and written. Um, it is so well done. Um, and, and like you said, I do have some issues just like with a lot of the action scenes, I think have actually kind of been a bit of lows for me. I don't know if that was your problem. So my problem really with this series is the story or lack of it. Because they're focusing so much on the characters and these themes and this development, it almost takes away from the story. So when I wake up on Friday morning, I'm not compared to WandaVision where every week I was on board with the story, really anticipating it. This time I'm sort of, I, I enjoy it when it's there, but there's no real connection to the story itself. There is, yeah, essentially that is my main issue with it. Because we're going into the final episode, I still don't really know where it's going. And I thought, oh, that's probably because it's a good mystery, but as has gone on, it's probably more because the story has taken such, has been so sidelined uh, in a way. So, yeah. Right, because there's no... 
there's no like solid ending like there's no conclusion to this exactly. that is like this is what we've been building up like what have we been building up to yeah that's essentially my problem with it we've not had enough meaty plot to you know uh, latch on to it's been all about the characters which is has its pros and cons its pros being it's great to see all these characters get development and get their own spotlight shown on them but then it does detract from other elements of the show that are just as important as characters right and i think those thing like wandavision kind of took over pop culture we haven't seen the same hmm. thing with falcon the winter soldier no definitely not yeah just because like there's no there's nothing really to look forward to i guess every week yeah yeah that's what i'm um, saying yeah. And, like, what I was saying, like, a lot of the action stuff falls flat to me because it starts to get repetitive. Mm. Um, at least to me. It's, yeah, it's, no, I, I would agree with that. It's it's decently well-directed, but it, a lot of it really starts to feel repetitive um, and kind of disjointed because we're, fo- like, there's so many character moments, and then when there's an action scene, it just feels almost like a jarring transition because like you do all the stuff with the boat like that's a solid 15 minutes of this episode yeah and then to transition it's just it, it feels a bit disjointed um mm. not to say that i'm not enjoying the show because i very much no, definitely am. not yeah the character stuff alone is enough to make it very enjoyable absolutely um but yeah this episode especially felt a it felt disjointed, like it was broken into a lot of chunks that didn't really connect. Each one of those pieces were really, really good. It's just connected together. They didn't work as well. Yeah, the Sharon Carter scene was like 30 seconds long. It did not feel like it belonged at all. Like, it was such a drawing transition. And yeah, they could have slipped that in a bit nicer, in, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, and I think that's also just to go to the, the editing which is probably yeah. one of my one of my problems with it. Um, but uh, moving on, so they they're fixing the family boat, which is a fun a fun scene uh, where Bucky comes and helps. But like, this is something we set up in episode one, and then are just now coming back to uh, mm. in the penultimate episode. Yeah. Whereas like with Wandavision, like the penultimate episode set up the final episode. This was kind of like wrapping up some stuff, but also not setting up anything. Mm. Um, I don't know that this episode just felt very strange. Like it was enjoyable, but it just felt kind of off. Yeah, it felt like we were going back to the first episode with this slower pace. Uh, was my main takeaway from it, which I don't hate. It just feels mm. weird to have like your big setup episode for the final episode of the series be like this. Yeah, which was. Weirdly, it's almost the same thing they did with WandaVision. With the big reveal in episode 7, and then they took it back for episode 8 and made it a calmer, uh, slower story. But it worked in WandaVision. Because, because it's setting up the finale. Exactly. Whereas this one, it doesn't work because we still don't know where the finale's going. Yeah, Exactly. Um, but here's the thing, with with this as a TV show, the finale could be so good that it makes the rest of these episodes work, and there's things that they were setting up that we just didn't realize. Yeah, I could do um, that. 
So I'm going to reserve my full judgment on the show until mm-hmm. this finale, but I, I really enjoyed the show once it started off, and there was, like, last episode was incredible, episode four. Yeah. Um, but just overall, it's kind of slowly been degrading for me. Mm. Uh, it's probably it's probably went from, like, a nine after the first couple episodes now to, like, a seven and a half or eight. Yeah, probably I'd agree with somewhere along uh, in that region, yeah. Um, but anyways, Barnes delivers a briefcase from the Wakandans to Sam, which I don't believe we get revealed what it was. Uh, no, but I think it's fairly obvious that it's a wingsuit. I mean, I could be wrong there, but I feel like that's probably what it is. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Um, but Barnes and Wilson train with the S.H.I.E.L.D. uh, and agree to move on from their pasts and work together. Which is was kind of weird because I thought they were kind of I don't know I kind of thought they had figured that out I didn't get a lot of the tension, mm. um, yeah. but honestly, just like seeing them like mess around with the shield and train like I wish I could do that. Yeah, that'd be so cool. I love how they were just casually throwing it and it would get back to them every time perfectly. I know, I know, um, but. The Flag Smashers plan an attack on the GRC conference and are joined by Batrock, who has been hired by Carter, very clearly and obviously the power broker. She's working mm. with Batrock and the Flag Smash. Like, it's it's Sharon mm. Carter. She's the power broker, which is an yeah. interesting choice, but that I kind of like. So I guess yeah. this was the setup. They're going to attack the GRC council. Weird to set that up in, like, the very end of the fifth episode. Yeah not set up this is our main goal we're gonna like i guess they kind of did i don't know like i said a lot of this just feels disjointed but then Mm. in the mid credit scene walker builds a new shield from scrap metal in his war medals uh which was kind of a cool scene oh you didn't you didn't see the post credit scene i did not see the mid credit scene no yeah yeah so john walker is building himself a new shield and melting down scrap metal in his old war medals to make it okay okay so nothing too important then no. So okay. I almost think the problem there's we were saying there's a lot going on in this and I feel like there's almost too much going on. Yeah. Like, we yeah. have John Walker, we have Sam's story, then we have Bucky's story and they're kind of together, but then we have the Flag Smashers and now Batrock's getting introduced just now mm-hmm. and we had Zemo, but now that's over and then there's the Wakandans. And yeah. then there's also they, the Flag Smashers and Carly Morgenthau. They're bringing in elements and then they're just ending them very quickly and now we have Richard. contested date valentine de fontaine or whatever her yeah name exactly. Is. exactly like there's like i hate to say that, i feel like this needed to be a couple more episodes like they're fleshing out the main characters quite a bit mm. yeah but they aren't they're throwing in so many supporting characters that are playing what seems to be a pretty big role in the show mm. but are not fleshed out and even having said that, Bucky hasn't had much development since episode one. You know, yeah, Sam's, had, Sam's had more with the whole being Captain America scenario, but Bucky himself actually hasn't really. I, I feel like they kind of took too big of a bite here, bit off more than they could chew. Mm. I feel like they they tried to inter- they tried to put in way too many characters um, and are just having a difficult time balancing them within the confines of their six episodes yeah which is strange why they just wouldn't do more episodes if they felt the need to have all these characters 
so that way they could develop them and get you to know them. Like Contessa de Fontaine, or I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna call her foul. Hmm. She, like we said, she had really good screen presence. She was able to carry the scene well. Uh, and Isaiah Bradley had it as well. But like, yes. just like a lot of like the flag smashers, like we're supposed to care when they die, but we kind of don't. Don't. Uh, yeah. And like, I feel like Hoskins didn't really have too much development. No. Like the only reason his death worked was because of Walker, not because we were attached to the character of Hoskins. Yeah. So I I don't know. This feel just feels a, it feels a bit disjointed to me. It's still good. Mm. It's just, it's just a bit disjointed. Yeah. Which is Um, something I'd exactly agree with. Yeah. Overall, I'd give this episode like a seven and a half out of 10. Yeah, I'd probably go 7.25, something like that. Yeah, yep. But uh, I'm excited to see where they go. I, I truly am excited to see how this ends.